talking Jaguars draft and how important it is that they get this right this year. I'll tell you why this year is totally different in just a second here on Locked on Jaguars. You are Locked on Jaguars, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, what's up, everybody? Thank you for joining me, Tony Wiggins, the host of the Locked On Jaguars podcast, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast. We're at your team every day, and we thank you for making us your first listen. A quick reminder that we are free to subscribe to on our YouTube page at Locked On Jaguars, and make sure you tap in wherever you get your podcast on a daily basis for the audio. Make sure you don't miss an episode. Uh, quick apology. I'm had a technical difficulty yesterday so amongst other things but we don't discuss that why i did not do a show yesterday uh but we're back and full-fledged today and ready to go the show that i'm going to do tomorrow i'll give you this in advance it's a continuation from friday where we discuss the defense we're going to go through the offense and find out if the offense is on a championship level we're going to do that position by position but today i have to do it because it's hot it's like burning my pockets. You know how you get money that somebody gave you and you want to spend it real quick? It's burning my pockets to talk about the draft and draft and development strategy and why this year is so important for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Every year is important. This one is a little bit different because this is the first year after some success where the Jaguars have a chance to get better and continue to improve on what you already saw, especially coming off of a hot end of the year this sounds familiar does this sound like 2018 well this is why i'm gonna warn you and tell you what to be cautious about and i'm gonna do that in segment three i'm gonna talk about 2018 and the parallels between now and then hopefully because it'll prepare you for things to watch for and it won't catch you by surprise the way 2018 did um this is the last draft i believe this sounds really weird when I started out that way. This is the last draft, the last draft I believe the Jaguars will have before. It's the last chance to add players before that Trevor Lawrence extension is real. Now, I'm not saying they're going to do it next year, right? They officially can't do anything until this league year ends. If we think that the parameters of what that extension is not going to look like, haven't already started to go through the minds of Shah Khan and hasn't been on the whenever, whenever Trevor's agent, who if you represent somebody else and he starts coming in talking about that client, that they wink, wink, and I know they're not supposed to do it, but people do a lot of things they're not supposed to do, right? The inner workings of that, of the structure of that contract and what it's going to look like, especially with Jalen Hurts getting his money, the whole Lamar Jackson fiasco, that has already started to take place, right? So you would think that when a team has to do that and when you combine the fact that they're going to have to make decisions on other people, Josh Allen, that's that's real soon because he's on a fifth-year option now. They're going to talk about Tyson Campbell, guys like that, that going into their third year, they don't have a fifth-year option, right? You have Andre Sisco. Anybody that wasn't a first-round pick, Walker Little. Anybody that, that was not a first-round pick, the Jaguars are, are going to have to start – thinking about 2024, 2025, who they're going to keep, what they're going to do. That gets more and more difficult when 
you have a quarterback that's going to be making uh 300 billion dollars right uh by the way that's an exaggeration so these are things to think about and this is to go along with that this is the year that the jaguars decided we're not going to even play around with free agency right we're going to keep our locker room everything i'm telling you is a quote right quote unquote we're going to keep our locker room we like our locker room and um we're going to get all of our guys back. We like this group. And we're going to focus more on drafting than we are in free agency. I like the idea. I don't like the idea of just totally shutting off your opportunity to get a big-time player in free agency a year or a year and a half before Trevor Lawrence gets a contract extension. I think this is when you actually need to be pushing a little bit harder. And I don't mean go out here and do what you did last year and get $175 million in guaranteed contracts i mean just find one guy you like just one just one big time starter and i'm doing this to help the guys that are already in the building and that group but i'm going to discuss something that has something to to do with why is that so important and why did trent balky say talk about the locker room and why and this is also the parallel that we're going to draw between 2018 and now why is it so important or why is that even on your mind? I'm going to give you a little bit of hint where I'm going. When you think about Zay Jones and you think about Christian Kirk, you think about Roy Robinson Harris, Foyola Wakan, Foley Fadakazi. Um, is that it? Oh, Evan Ingram, the guy that they just franchise tagged. Those were all people signed in free agency. Even Shaq Griffin, who's, in here, who's not here anymore, was not a bad guy. OK, so in the vetting process of figuring out who they were going to sign to come and play here. They did a pretty good job on character people. We had dudes falling asleep behind the wheel and on Southside Boulevard. And well, Chris Claybrooks was a draft pick and we found out that he got arrested in Nashville for some very serious things. And we don't want to make light of that. But as far as free agency is concerned, they haven't had guys that came in here and, and didn't fit in. In fact, everyone I just mentioned is an important part of that locker room that they like so much, right? So what that tells me is that their pro personnel department or the GM and maybe a combination of both, they did a really, really good job of understanding the type of people that they wanted to play for this organization. Brandon Sheriff is another one. They did a really good job of figuring out the type of people that they wanted here. And so far, so good at work and along with the draft picks, it's what catapulted them to win the division last year. Correct? Correct. I know I'm right. Now, what a part, what part of that process with the same people makes you have any sort of fear that you're going to screw up the locker room when actually that's something that you did very well? So to mention that as a reason why, you know, I'm kind of hesitant to go out and get other people sounds more like, um, an excuse to not go spend money and to make big decisions than it does protecting the integrity of the locker room, which those guys have been here for a year. Some guys have been here for two and you did a great job with those people. Those, those are some of the best guys on the team. Those are some of the people on this team that quite honestly have the biggest character on the team. So my thing is why would you shut your water off with something that you did well? Now, if it's about economics, I get it. But remember, remember, I'm, I'm going to another quote. It's not about cap. It's about cash. OK, so are you cash strapped and it's, it's need to know so it's nobody's business? 
do you really, really think you're good enough right now to get to the point where you're going to sit at the end of the draft and every single round and, and you're just going to sign guys to non-guaranteed deals where you give them $25,000, $30,000 in cash and just for depth? Are your starters that good? Are you that good at developing? Now, OTAs have started, but this is the first time since exit interviews they've seen these guys. So whatever development has gone on has not been on the Jaguars' watch. It has been guys taking care of themselves. So the thing that I want to bring up is this. If you're going to cut that water off like that, you better be right. This is why I told you this is the most important draft because this is the first year that we can remember that they're totally dependent on draft. When I say totally, you know what I mean. I'm not talking about those one-year deals that they gave these the dudes that just came in. They are totally dependent on their ability to draft and develop people. also want to do this. I'm going to go position by position. I'm going to tell you why it's, it's a dangerous game to be putting yourself in this situation. And uh, the best thing that's working for them is the division they're in right now because not only do they have one of the top seven quarterbacks in the league, ain't nobody else in the division got a quarterback right now, as of today at least. So we're going to discuss that. We're going to get deeper into it, and I'm going to give you some things to watch out for that'll keep you safe as a fan and what i mean by safe is mentally safe as a fan and things that you don't want to see and this is why i say it has to be right and it's all about you it's all about the organization but it's also all about you as a fan and your your mental health because we know we i have been a grief counselor for 10 years with the exception of last year and it kind of felt good and i had to learn how to do radio again with a positive football team we're going to discuss more of the positivity and some of the potential stumbling blocks and we'll do that in just a second here on locked on jaguars after i let you guys know about today's sponsor who is FanDuel. grand slams no hitters double plays are back and there's no better place to get in on the mlb action than FanDuel, america's number one sportsbook that's right new customers can step to the plate with a no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars just go to fanduel.com locked on sign up place your first bet and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win. You heard me. If you don't win, up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. Now, love me some Yankees, right? But they're either going to home run you to death or they're going to strike out to death. You have to figure out which one it is. Get your information and read up on it on FanDuel before you actually make your wager so don't miss your chance to get a no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars when you join fanduel today just go to fanduel.com slash locked on to sign up fanduel official partner of major league baseball i am tony wiggins your official homeboy here on the locked on podcast network where's your team every day we appreciate you making us your first listen also shout out to my everydayers and a new everyday I got K90 Stevens. K90 Stevens. Y'all wonder who K90 Stevens is? She works for Locked On, right? If you saw our draft special from last year, she was the young lady who was interviewing us on the national level on our draft show. And now, guess what? You're going to see a whole bunch of her because she's now the best Locked On person associated with the Jacksonville Jaguars, but she's directly associated. She's the new team reporter. So make sure you go give K90, that's K A I N A n-i stevens with a v not a ph stevens k90 stevens the new sideline the, the new team reporter for jack the, the jacksonville jaguars we'll give her a big 
shout out and a Duval welcome. She's really, really good at what she does. Uh, they do a real good job over there. I think she, uh, Ashlyn Sullivan was here before, and they always do a real good job over in that building. And so far, so good, J.P. Shadrick and the boys. Everybody's taking care of her. She really loves the vibe here, according to her. So shout out to K. Donnie. All right. Getting back to what we were discussing here on uh, Locked on Jaguars about the philosophy, the philosophy. They think they have their core. They actually think and believe that they have their core here. I think they have a good core. Their core, meaning one that's going to win a Super Bowl, you know, I don't want them to start paying so much attention to personality as much. as That's important. But what I mean is, is that what you're going to lead with or you're going to lead with competition? And what I mean about competition is there, there doesn't have to be this 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 non-gray line like this black or white line like okay if we bring in free agents they're going to compete but they're going to cause disruption in the locker room no you can bring in guys that are going to compete that are still good locker room people that's what you did last year that's what you're doing now when you bring calvin ridley in and zay jones is no longer going to be number two he's going to be number three that's what you're doing when you bring calvin ridley in and evan ingram now knows that he might not get as many looks. What about Christian Kirk? He comes in. He's the number one receiver last year, but you bring it. And there's no problems. Everybody's saying, hey, let's work. Let's get it. And that's the way it's supposed to be. That is exactly the way it's supposed to be. So I'm not going to act like the Jaguars have been totally stagnant here and haven't done anything. Yeah, when they made the trade at the trade deadline for Calvin Ridley, that was a beautiful thing. We knew he wasn't going to play right away, but everybody said this is going to be ideal for them being able to get a number one receiver because guys like that don't grow on trees yeah calvin ridley the calvin ridley's of the world are never available in free agency without you having to give up a whole bunch of stuff like the dolphins or whoever's going to trade for stefan diggs in the past and all these guys are special so they don't come cheap and they don't come easy the jaguars found an easy way because of the situation that calvin was dealing with in, in the past with being suspended they found an easy way to get a great player so that's all good but i think you can do exactly that not the same way at other positions right it's very very difficult i was having to talk with a couple of guys that cover the jags that do a real good job about uh the trade deadline last year and they were talking about brian burns and i'm like yeah they need pass rush i know that but how do you give up two first round picks for brian burns have to sign him and then you're still sitting there looking at josh allen and you're looking at trayvon walker what do you do and everybody says move trayvon inside but you pay roy robinson harris three years and 30 million dollars to be a three technique what do you do that's a lot of money that's a lot of resources and that's a lot of basically hedging your bets on some of these personnel and at some point, it's not going to come down to whether or not you add free agents. It's going to come down to whether or not you add the right people, draft picks. And it's all it's not about be whether they get along or not. Juwan Taylor was the nicest guy in the room, but they decided to move on. So here's the thing. My new favorite word is quandary. Here's the issue. I see a lot of people. What they're doing is. They're, they're giving the Jaguars an offensive lineman in the first round in the mocks. And some people are basically saying they prep their, their, their preference a tackle. It's not cash. It's not cap, it's cash, right? 
This is where Trent Baalke and his statement comes true. If they draft Dewan Jones or Darnell Wright or the kid out of Oklahoma, Anton, if they if they draft any of those kids, they're just replacing. They're replacing Juwan Taylor. Will it? Will those players be better? Oh, I don't know. That's their job to to figure that out and make sure that they get it right. But what's the difference? Why would you just let a guy go and then replace him with somebody else? Money. They're going to be paying a first round pick about four or five million dollars, maybe. The other kid, on average, was on average of the whole contract it was 20 but really it was 16 17 million dollars so they're going to save that money what does saving that money mean they're not going to sign anybody in free agency worth that they're not spending it on a bunch of different guys in free agency it means that they're already in in my mind they're already preparing for the future and what it's going to be to keep the cap clear for for, for, for other people and other guys trevor lawrence included that's what it means. So the Jaguars are already sort of taking a look ahead. So if they're taking a look ahead. Don't be surprised if they go into this draft and they draft a guy that's a non-starter at 24. They brought back 21 out of 22 guys. They might draft a non-starter. They might draft a play. The better you get, that's what happened last year with Carol Laftis in um, Kansas City. The better you get, you might end up in the first round and you'll need to keep your first round pick because you want the five years, the fifth year option. They might end up doing what the Jaguars did in 2018 when they came off of the AFC Championship game and they figured we had arrived and they drafted Taven Bryan because they had an eye for the future because they knew that either Calais Campbell or Malik Jackson were not going to be here too much longer. You have an eye for the future. Playing Taven the following year over some guys when they were still competitive in a game against the Colts even caused a big argument that, that went into the locker room. I know that for a fact, right? So here's the thing. Don't be surprised if that's what they start doing. Don't be surprised if your second round pick is a guy that is not a starter because remember, the Jaguars feel they have their core. This is why they're not spending in free agency. So this is why I said you have to really, really watch yourself and be careful that you don't start morphing into this thought process of 2018 thinking we've arrived. You never arrive in the NFL. You never know what's going to happen in the NFL. So is this really where you want the Jaguars to be? They picked, they could have picked Lamar Jackson, y'all. But they had Blake on a 50 option. And don't tell me they didn't pick Lamar because he couldn't throw because Blake couldn't throw. They were running. They were using a power running game and playing defense. I just can't imagine what this team would have looked like with him. I tell you what they look like. They look like they're going to look next year trying to pay him because now he wants more money. So don't be surprised if that's what happens because that's the stage that this team is at. I'm going to discuss more of this in segment three here on Locked on Jaguars in just a second. All right, running it down here, making sure that you tapped into what's going on with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Shout out to my everydayers and everyone else who makes Locked on Jaguars your first listen every single day all right locker room positivity it's not just about the players that they could add in the draft and free agency i think a positive and this is what i told you i was going to make sure i put a positive in here i have confidence in the fact that this organization isn't playing cya that's cover your arse like most of the previous administrations did around. I'm going to give you an example of what I'm talking about. They had a coach who was a potty mouth 
who I like Doug Marone, but that's what he was. So usually the coach sets the atmosphere of how things are going to be. He sets the temperature. He's the thermostat of the team. He sets the temperature on how everybody's going to go about their business, right? So Doug's a former player who's rah-rah, but yet and still he was a potty mouth. I'll tell you right now that some guys that you ain't talking, ain't talking about Jalen Rams either. There are some guys on this team that you think would have liked that, that didn't. They, they didn't. They absolutely did not care for the fact that he was that way. And it's not because he was that way. It's because he was that way, but people above him didn't like the fact that those guys were that edgy. And the Jaguars players amounted to 25% of the total fines that the NFLPA reported to the NFL. 25%. That's one out of every $4 was Jacksonville Jaguars fine. So, on one hand, you got us acting like junkyard dogs. On the other hand, you're fining us for every little thing that we do, and you can't play it that way. So guys are confused. That's why there was a, a lack of leadership. The lack of leadership became because there was a lot of finger pointing, right? There's guys in the front office that wanted to be coaches and wanted the coach to do a certain thing a, a certain way and almost in a, a manipulating way. This whole thing got sabotaged because of, of that kind of mentality. And you're dealing with young 22, 23-year-olds, guys that say, hey, man, what is it? What, what are we? That's why some of the best teams ever are some of the most penalized teams ever because they play the game at a certain tilt, and that attitude is that way all week, not just on game day. It happens, and, and people live with it. Jaguars weren't living with it. They were saying it on one hand and doing something else on the other because there was multiple ways that everyone wanted the team to look like. That is not a problem now. These guys are level-headed. Doug Peterson doesn't – he's one of the guys, and he's a former player too, but he does it without acting like he's on the subway in Brooklyn, right? He does it in a very, very professional way where he does it with reverence, where you don't want to disappoint him. So I understand why they want to keep the locker room the way that it is. I understand why they want to make sure that they add the right people. But sometimes in trying to do that, you forget about your own ability. And that ability is, is that you are good at vetting people and their personalities and the type of folks you want to bring into the team. And I don't want guys walking around thinking there isn't competition. Do y'all? No, I want people to think that there's competition. The draft, the draft and development strategy is fine, but it does not mean you have to exclusively totally abandon free agency. Like you can't tell me that there wasn't one guy, there wasn't one eight, nine million dollar player. And before somebody says, well, they didn't have the cap space to do that, please, they could have found the cap space to do exactly what I'm talking about. They chose not to do it. You can't tell me there wasn't one guy in free agency, one. They couldn't do exactly what the Jaguars just said. Because the bottom line is, this isn't a beauty contest. This isn't a personality contest. We all know it's a contest of gladiators. Football players, they do things that average people can't do, especially at the NFL level, right? It comes down to who is best on that field. Who's got the most dogs on that field? And all of the stuff about keeping the locker room the way that it's supposed to be will happen organically and naturally because everybody in the back office and the front office is on the same page. I'm just hoping that they hit this draft 
and do really well at it for not only next year, but for the entire future, because that's all it appears that they're going to have drafting and retaining, which ironically starts this year in a year where they did not retain Jawan Taylor. If they draft a tackle, what about all the narratives that, well, they believe in, in uh, Walker Little. What about it? Can you cover a mistake with a mistake? And people saying, well, they just signed Cam Robinson to an extension, man. They can't keep giving money in that area. But you're going to use first-round draft picks in the same area. Are you ever going to build on top of what you already have? Kansas City comes in here this year. Please, please, please do not let Trevor be running for his life and then Patrick Mahomes sitting there like he's baking cookies and doing taxes. Because the first thing I'm going to do when I get on a postcast is I'm going to say, See what I'm talking about? That can't happen. The goal here is to keep Trevor upright and surround him with everything you possibly could, could, could surround him with this year. So here's the optimism because we're getting closer and closer to the draft. Here's to the optimism that I hope they're right because a week from tomorrow, they're going to need to be. They're going to need to be a week from tomorrow and in that entire weekend. They're going to need – this is going to be the first year – I remember vividly. I was at I was at the draft party, and um, Dave Caldwell, the former GM, said in 2018, "This is the most important draft of this franchise. The most important draft of the franchise." And they were picking 29th. Turns out he probably was right because they took Taven Bryant when they should have taken Lamar Jackson, and they messed up. So I don't want the Jaguars to do the same thing, man. I'm praying and hoping. It's just that when you, you know, when you're a fan of the team, you're always rooted in optimism. When you cover the team, you're always saying, okay, what does history say? And because you, you, you're you putting, I'm putting these things together piece by piece, not game by game, but chapter by chapter, line by line. And you're hoping to not make missteps. It's just the military in me running through the woods with a compass and a guy in front of you pace setting. If you go, two degrees the wrong way but then you take a thousand steps do you know how far you are away from your target that's why i do this that's why i talk about this on a daily basis because i hope i just hope these little things that they're doing are not going to turn into big things the further we get away from them i'll tell you what a big thing is a big thing for me is the fact that you join me here every day and make locked on jaguars your first listen because it's your team every day your second lesson should be what we're going to talk about tomorrow. We're going to go through these skill positions tomorrow, and we're going to see everything that we're doing now. See, we up to Annie, and I know people have been getting angry at me, and I don't really care about that because I know we're up and Annie. We're not talking about just being relevant. We're not talking about just hanging around. We're not talking about why can't you be positive, man? Why can't you be positive? You keep saying we were 9 and 8, but we won 7 out of 8. And you were still nine and eight. It does, however, you want to frame it, doesn't change the fact that you were nine and eight and you were this close to not making the playoffs because the Titans almost beat you with a backup and you were down 27 nothing. Now, all the positive things after that did happen. But I'm just trying to frame this and shake this so that everyone understands that I'm talking about a championship. When, when they had the draft rights to Trevor Lawrence, anyone who's been in every day, knows something that i said i said now i'm thinking dynasty i'm thinking patriots 
I'm thinking you get a guy like that, you get a coach like Doug, especially after he got rid of Urban King Joffrey. When you get a guy like that and a coach like that, and and this locker room like this, I want to maximize it. I don't want this to be like the 2014, 15, and 16, 49ers where it came and went. It's a good name for a horse. Where it came and went, right? And everybody was like, well, what happened? I don't want to be like 2017 where we're going to New England, we're going to win, and we're going to win the Super Bowl, and then to have a lead and lose it, and then everybody thinks, okay, the very next year we're going to get them back, and the Patriots come in here, and we beat them on the first game, and then we end up not making the playoffs. I don't want this to be like 99, 97 and 99 where they went to the championship game and didn't make the playoffs the next year. That's all I'm saying. I want the fan base to have sustained joy instead of temporary happiness. Make me happy tomorrow by tuning in to Locked On Jaguars. Remember, tap into the YouTube page, hit that like button, and um, wherever you get your podcast every day, check in uh, to make sure you didn't miss, miss an episode. Once again, I apologize for yesterday. Until tomorrow, take care of each other. Like I always say, have a happy Duval day. Tune in again for Locked On Jaguars.